Welcome to The Corporate Girl's Guide. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm here to help you navigate your career. Whether you want to make a higher salary, learn to negotiate, find a fully remote role, or simply figure out how to prioritize your mental and physical health while excelling in your career, I'm here for you. Hey, Corporate Girls. Today, we're joined by none other than the recruiter cousin herself, Shanae Urquhart. We're going to discuss how to create a job search strategy, as well as how to stay encouraged while searching for the job of your dreams. I'll let her introduce herself. Hey, y'all. So my name is Shanae Urquhart. I am currently a technical recruiter in Big Tech. I have experience in higher education as well as healthcare as well. I actually started in legal, though. So I know how I said it kind of sounds backwards, but stay with me. I started in legal and I wanted to be an attorney. So I took the North Carolina bar about three times. I did not pass. I had signed up for time number four. And then I kind of sat with myself and I was like, huh, do I really want to take the bar do I actually want to be an attorney mm-hmm. ask myself some soul searching type questions and then I realized I did not want to be an attorney anymore so I pivoted into higher education as a temp I started as a secretary I then pivoted into another sector of higher education where I got my recruiting break so I got with uh, her name is Danita so I got with Danita uh, who is my current mentor as well as coach and she pretty much took me under her wing she broke my resume down we rebuilt it and I had a job as a full-time recruiter within like two months of her rebuilding my resume so I pivoted from legal into higher education and then healthcare. I spent about two years or so in healthcare and then I ultimately pivoted into big tech which is where I currently am now so I coined myself or hashtag myself brand myself whatever you want to call it (laughs) as recruiter cousin because I want people to feel like they are family when they're talking to me. And I want people to understand that not all recruiters are ghosting people. Not all recruiters are scamming people. Mm-hmm. And I want my community specifically to have access to information that we would not normally have access to, be it how to negotiate your salary, the difference between base salary and total comp, understanding mm-hmm. how to show up as your authentic self and not have to code switch to make yourself feel comfortable and get ahead. So that is me. First of all, you've a really awesome story. It's so interesting. I did not know that about you. I actually found you on um on LinkedIn as recruiter cousin and I am just, you know, getting active as a creator on LinkedIn. I've used it more so obviously for networking and um you know, everything that the platform is for. So I was looking at creators who are really doing awesome things in the space and I found you. So I found you on Instagram. I was like, let me see if she's got an Instagram presence and then connect it with you about the podcast. But I'm a huge fan and I love going on LinkedIn and seeing everything that you're doing, all the posts that you share. So I'm super honored that you would be here with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Um, You guys, I am in Maui on vacation with my family, currently recording this like in an upstairs loft situation. It's it's a mess, but we're here. Um, and Shanae has so many good things to share with you guys. So I wanted to start Wait, off. Wait, can we to- can we talk about how you were in Maui though? Like we're not just gonna skip over that. Like I'm in <laughs> I'm at home in the bed and you in Maui in a loft. Can, it can is I, can a working vacation. Um, <laughs> I was writing my to do list on the airplane and sending you the podcast info at the top of the list. I promise, I promise. But it was a crazy week at work. It's not a working vacation for my nine to five, first of all, because you guys know I'm like, don't you know work too much outside of your working hours. Don't set that precedent. It's a working business vacation, <laughs> and every day is a working vacation with your kids. 
Um, I got the kids with me. So if you guys hear background noise, that's what it is. All right, Shanae. So we know that it's a competitive job market. I have people reaching out to me all the time about how they're applying to dozens of jobs and not hearing back. And there could be several reasons why. I'd also want to share some stats with our listeners as to why it might be a competitive job market. So there was a survey of a thousand companies and out of these leaders who say they will be doing layoffs, 57% of the business leaders who say layoffs are likely estimate that 30% of their workforce will be laid off in 2023. 79% of the leaders say that they're likely to fire quiet quitters. And 74% of business leaders say that it's going to be easier to fire poor performers next year. So there is going to be an influx or there already is an influx of job seekers in the market. So I think that there are several reasons why individuals may not be hearing back, starting with one that it's a competitive job market. But also, I'd love to hear from you from the recruiter standpoint. Um, What do you think you're seeing as far as trends with job seekers? Yeah, that's a good question. So first, I want to say that although this is a very competitive job market, I tell all my clients and all my candidates and everybody who asks that it's not impossible. Although Mm -hmm. very competitive job market, you getting a job in this market is still very much possible. So I wanted to kind of start that because people get the reality check that Mm -hmm. that. So we understand that big tech laid off a bunch of people that like close to 70,000 people within like a 48 hour period. Yeah. Um, And then there are other subsidiary companies that that also laid off thousands of people all at kind of within the same two week type of span. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do give that stat as well, but I do want people to understand Although that reality is a thing, I still want people to know that people are still hiring, companies are still hiring. It is still not impossible to get a job. So let me start there. Absolutely. Um, The the second thing I would like to kind of point out is a lot of job seekers, the one thing kind of the trend that I'm seeing is that Mm -hmm. a lot of job seekers, they don't have a strategy of why Mm. they want to get into a certain position or Mm -hmm. within a certain company. So I say that because I get quite a bit of DMs on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on any platform that at this point people pretty much find me on. Mm -hmm. I I get a lot of DMs with respect to, I want to be in tech. My answer, my response to that is, well, if you want to be in tech, what do you want to do? And so a lot of people go, well, I don't know. And I go, okay. And I don't, I don't really know how to how to help a job seeker from the I don't know place. Yeah. Until I ask, until I ask more questions, and and asking more questions, for me, it's it it's a lot. It's a lot of getting to the need, the nitty gritty of why you want to be in this specific industry in the first mm-hmm. place. And most people, most people, their answer is, well, I want to make more money, which is right. not a bad thing. But in, in being able and wanting to make more money, we have to understand your purpose behind your skill set of what is going to bring you more money. Mm-hmm. And so I found that a lot of people may not have a job search strategy or guidance around certain areas where they're looking, certain days where they're looking, certain people they're connecting with, mm-hmm. events that they should probably go to either virtually or in person, um, reaching out to people in their DMs and having a network strategy versus coming off as obligatory. Like, right. because, because recruiters, 
and I'm sure every other recruiter can say this, that sometimes our messages come off as help me now or die versus <laughs> do you mind helping me? Yeah. Because I've done this research and I'm just having a little bit of trouble yeah. and I just need a little bit of a push. And so I'm trying to teach people how to change the tone of their messages so that they can understand how to get a better response rate. And so um, that trend is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the lack of guidance, lack of strategy, mm-hmm. and then lack of lack of passion behind why you want to be in a certain industry versus the first thing being that you want to make more money. Right. You know, and I tell people all the time that wanting to make more money is a totally valid reason to be switching jobs, but also in this job market, I want people to know that they're not alone. We see that there's there's already people before all of these layoffs who have been looking for jobs for a while. Now there's all the layoffs and it, the com- competition, like you said, it's not impossible to mm-hmm. land a new role, but I want people mm-hmm. to know they're not alone. But mm-hmm. you do need to have that strategy in order to increase your chances of landing something, especially right. now. And I get people in my DMs as well. I, you know, even less specific, not even industry. I just want to make more money which is a totally valid reason. Absolutely. I, I've switched jobs many times because I wanted to make more money, but you ne- do need to have some direction. And I think from at least what I've spoken, what I've heard from the people that I've spoken with, they feel like sometimes if they narrow down, they're going to decrease their chances of getting something because they're not able to cast such a wide net, but mm-hmm. it's totally the opposite. If you're going to narrow down and have a strategy and have a reason to why you're applying to these jobs and uh, you know the industry you want to get into, you know you know what your transferable skills are, your background, how to market yourself, how to network. Narrowing down in that way is only going to increase your chances of landing something. That's right. Um, rather than casting a really wide, really general net and applying to anything and everything with no strategy, having no connections and just, you know, kind of aimlessly, I don't want to say aimlessly, but aimlessly applying to things online every day. Um, I feel like that's really just spinning your wheels and not getting anywhere quickly that's right so can you talk about how you suggest actually you know what I'd love for you to talk a little bit about um, how you suggest someone start creating a job search strategy I know that's kind of going off of the track that we have for this episode yeah but um, you don't have to delve too deep into it if you could just give the listeners a few tidbits on where you think they should start yeah so so I, it's funny because I actually did this with one of my clients yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, so I I want to, I want to want people to understand and all the listeners to understand that it is 100% okay to want to apply and work at these big tech, big name companies, right? Mm-hmm. You have all the companies that everybody knows that you want right. to work for. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I do not think that you should stop there. So mm-hmm. I've, I've been teaching people how to search from the top down mm-hmm. so that people feel like they're not starting, starting from the bottom now we're here, right? <laughs> we, don't, we don't want people to feel like they're starting, starting from the very bottom and then trying to work their way up. Mm-hmm. I want people to be encouraged to start at the top and then go down. So what I mean by that is you have a big tech company, right? So let's start with that umbrella big tech company. And one strategy that I have is that umbrella big tech company has partnerships with other companies. Right. So I would then branch off to those partnerships with other companies, right? Don't leave the big tech umbrella, but I want mm-hmm. you to start branching off to the partnerships and the, maybe the child company to the parent yeah. company that we're talking mm-hmm. about. 
Mm-hmm. So then you have the you have the the partnership, the partner companies, but then you also have their subsidiaries. So right. so I want people to start with that umbrella, branch off to the partnership, and then and then the child companies at the same time. But then those child companies or partnerships may continue to have subsidiaries or continue to have companies that are part of the subsidiary. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if you start that way, it'll help under, it'll help you understand the different tech companies that are out there that may not that people may not know about that right. may not may be what I call those no name tech companies that still will absolutely <laughs> mm-hmm. pay you top dollar uh, mm-hmm. where you'll be able to probably have even a little bit of leeway and maybe being a little bit more creative and innovative to continue to build your skill set. So right. that's just kind of a tidbit that I give give a lot of people because I'm starting to understand that people are getting discouraged about mm-hmm. wanting to work at the fang companies and the main companies and all of that, which yeah. is, again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with wanting to work for those companies. But I do think we as a, as a people, as a job-seeking society, I think we are ignoring a lot of the other companies that have branched off from these main companies and we're not knowledgeable about them, i.e. we don't know about them. So that, I feel like I feel like if we do that, it'll make yeah. the job search easier and the competition won't be as stiff. That is such an excellent tip. I haven't even thought of that because what I normally tell people is, you know, if you want to work at a big tech company or you just want to work in tech, you can look at other types of tech. You can look at ed tech and also don't limit yourself to tech because I think tech's kind of what's hot right now. But right. also look at different industries. But that is such a gem that you shared. I'm probably gonna have to clip that, put it on Instagram, <laughs> put it on everywhere because that. You know, you don't think these companies have, you know, they're the parent company to other companies. They work with, you know, different smaller companies and organizations, subsidiaries. There's different ways to get into that space without working for one of those major companies. So I love that tip. And if I I would assume if individuals are applying to jobs in tech right now, they're likely applying to dozens and dozens of jobs and getting really burnt out. So can you talk about how you suggest someone stay encouraged in their job search? Um, what are some actionable steps you suggest our listeners take? Because I have people coming to me telling me that, you know, it's been months, I'm exhausted, I'm tired. And that can really weigh on somebody's mental health. And I'm always a mental health advocate, really taking care of yourself. And always remembering at the end of the day, you know, we do want to provide for ourselves, but it is a job and your mental health comes first. So what can you do or what suggestions that you have, do you have for someone who is in the midst of their job search and is feeling tired and discouraged yeah good question before I answer that I want to answer part of what you I want kind of want to pinpoint on your point about um you said that you normally um encourage people to go into different spaces of tech which is that I also do the same thing mm-hmm. and so I had this I had a, a client one night and she's a she's a traveling nurse and so she was talking to me about wanting to go into tech and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people who are nurses and you know in that kind of space, they don't really know what they can do to right. go into tech and what transferable skills do they have where they can go into tech. And so this one particular nurse, she had um, she's you know in a boot camp. She had wanted to go into into tech, and she's just been trying to find her niche and trying to mm-hmm. find where she can go. And so I just I just randomly asked her. I said, uh, I said, so you've had to be. You, if you are a traveling nurse, that means you've worked at multiple hospitals, correct? She said yes. I said okay. So then that means that you also had to train people in like 
coding situations or mm-hmm. if you need to take care of a patient, you've had to train people. I said, she said, yes. I said, well, you need to put trainer on your record because <laughs> you train people. So then, so then she said, so then I asked her, I said, do you know that when you're in your job, although you are a nurse, you're on the computer? So she said, <laughs> she said, I am. I said, yeah, okay. I said, now the software that you use that mm-hmm. when you go into the computer, and you look up the patient information. What is that software called? So she said, Epic. I said, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, so now you go find a job at Epic. That is the, I, that, I said, that is the, that. That's the mm-hmm. software platform that you use. And not only is that software platform that you use, but you've used multiple versions of it because mm-hmm. you've worked at multiple hospitals before. So that's just kind of a tidbit. And to, so the kind of segue into staying encouraged that's one thing that i i help people do to try to stay encouraged i help pull out what they did not think about based on their job every single day okay can i pause you right there because people don't realize how many jobs have transferable skills that can lead them into tech i've done a similar exercise with educators because my background actually is education i was a teacher um so Uh, many years back and it's like what software do you use in your day-to-day life as a teacher what um you know online platforms do you use and without calling out any companies but there's so many ed tech companies that teachers could transition into because they are well versed in that type of software people's entire curriculums and you can go work for that company that builds that online curriculum that curriculum software or even people who want to i'm always trying to bring people into the government like come work for the government but if you want to transition out Government uses, you know, different ATS systems, different types of softwares. I just saw um, a software company that we use in my role every single day hiring project managers. So it's it's all about looking at your role critically um, and seeing where your skills transfer into what these companies might be looking for. So I love that exercise that you did with her. And I think almost anyone and everyone can do that. But go ahead. How do we (laughs) how do we stay encouraged? Yes. Yeah. So. I had a meeting with, um, had a meeting, actually my meeting yesterday with one of my clients and then earlier this week. So mm-hmm. there's a young lady I, I, I met with this week and she was telling me how she had just finished a boot camp and she was saying that, well, she's on week 13 and she hasn't gotten her job yet. And so I mm-hmm. said, okay, let me stop you right there. So she was telling me a little bit about how before she had gotten the week 13, she had gotten an offer. She had gotten the final round stages of interviews mm-hmm. and um, it just, the offer just didn't, she wasn't able to do it with where she lived and all of that. But then the same, this, this final stage of interview interviews that she had just completed, she uh, didn't get the, didn't get the job. But mm-hmm. I told her, I said, well, stay in contact with those hiring people. Right. I said, because, you never know what jobs may be coming down the pipeline and they go, oh, I want you. Let me reach back out to her and see if she's still available. Mm-hmm. We do it all the time. Yeah. So, so in that, uh, I asked her a couple questions. I stopped her and I said, let me ask you something. I said, are you currently working? She said, yeah. I said, so you're not desperate. Mm-hmm. She said, no. I said, okay, I need you to understand that you are not desperate. Right. You just want a job in tech. Which again, nothing wrong with that but I need you to change your mind a little bit mm-hmm. because you're not working against a clock to pay a bill like most people right you're not working against 
I am I absolutely don't have any income coming in and I need this job like yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, so I told her, I said, you have to take your mindset out of that space of I am failing or I haven't gotten a job within a certain amount of time. So this isn't working. I said, actually, you got an offer that you just yeah. couldn't take because of the space that you were in. And you got to find around interviews, which a lot of people right now can't say that they got to. And that's a huge win. Right. So I said, so I teach people how to congratulate themselves at mm-hmm. every point of the process. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you see that I post a testimony of people using my, te- my templates to get, to get interviews. Mm-hmm. And then I say, okay, y'all let's encourage our cousin to, to, you know, do well in your interviews and prayerfully you get the offer. Right. Because we're, because the goal is we're focusing on the congratulating every part of the process at every stage, because if mm-hmm. you wait until the end, you won't see the beauty in the journey. Yeah, I completely agree. And I want to take a few steps back to what you said, keeping in contact with those recruiters and hiring managers, because a no might not necessarily be a no. It might just be a not, not right now, you know? Right. So you don't want to miss out on those opportunities because you know, you're sad, you're disappointed. You didn't get the job and you just le- drop all contact there. I think it's so important to stay in contact if it's really a company that you do want to work for. And I love that you encourage people to congratulate themselves on every win because getting in contact with a recruiter, actually speaking with someone after you apply for a job, getting an interview, especially getting to a final round interview, that's a huge win. It's a win, right. Yeah. So I love the community that you've built. Um, Like I told you, I follow you on LinkedIn and there's just so much positivity and encouragement in the community that you built. And I just want to thank you for doing the work that you do. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. So I just wanted to know really quickly, what are three final tips that you have for our listeners? If you can give them three quick bullet points to walk away with, what are the gems that you want them to have? Yeah. uh, So uh, first, the first thing I would say, very first thing I would say is pace yourself. Mm -hmm. Please pace yourself. We are all, we are all trying to get to the finish line in different ways, but we are all trying to reach the end goal, which is to one, to one day work for the dream company or have Mm -hmm. a dream role or get that dream salary either way all of us have a finish line that we're trying to get to so i tell people to pace themselves and part of the the quote behind that is when i graduated from law school on my on my graduation announcement uh i put a quote from the bible and i put two scriptures together and it says for the race is not given to the swift but nor the battle to the strong but to the one who can endure to the end Mm. and so I tell people to pace themselves because the more, the quicker you go, the more pressure you put on yourself. Right. And you mentioned your mental health and all of that. I am a firm advocate of mental health. I deal in seasonal depression. So I have to tell myself that I also have to pace myself. Mm-hmm. So I 100% pace yourself. The second thing I would say is I, I, I cannot stress enough going back to celebrating every win. Mm-hmm. I think that is absolutely important because if you don't congratulate yourself on every stage of the process, like you said, talking to a recruiter, getting to the interview, you're, you have to, you have to get to a point where you see a light in something, because if you don't, then you'll, it'll be easier for you to, to give up. So that's the second thing. And I think the last thing I will probably say is clap for people who went ahead of you. Mm. There were, there were, there have been many times, quick story, uh, when I got into law school, 
uh, my first year I got into law school, I went from being homeless to my aunt passing away two days before my Christmas break to finding out my grandmother had breast cancer, lung cancer, and she already had diabetes. At the very end of my first year, I was academically dismissed. And I watched my entire study group return to law school and leave me behind. And so not only leave me behind metaphorically, because clearly Mm -hmm. they always was always there for me. But I watched I watched them continue with law school and I had to go find a job and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I then watched them continue to have conversations that I could not be a part of because I wasn't in school anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I then but it did not mean I didn't support them. I, I literally clapped every single way. So got to a point where I had gotten, I had petitioned, got back into law school, but I still watched them graduate before me. I went mm-hmm. to their graduation. I made sure I celebrated them in every stage. I watched them pass the bar and become attorneys. I mm. never passed the bar and became an attorney and I still clapped. Mm-hmm. And I still made sure that they understood that I was there to support them regardless of my situation. Yeah. My grandmother eventually passed away. I still clapped. My, I literally had to pivot after not passing the bar. I mm-hmm. still clapped. And I got to a point where I finally got my breakthrough. And mm-hmm. not only when I graduated and I got my breakthrough in my career, did they clap for me? But it, I, I had to understand in that process that my journey and their journey weren't the same. Right. And so it's funny because now some of my classmates actually come to me for advice. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say to 100% make sure you're clapping at every stage of the process for others when they get their breakthrough because you never know what their journey was exactly for yours. So exactly. never forget to celebrate others in the midst of you waiting for your own blessing. And Shanae, it takes an incredible person to continue to clap through everything that you went through. Not everyone can do that. And recognizing that everyone has their own journey and you are in the midst of waiting for your own blessing. Yes. So I, you are incredible. Thank you. You're incredible. I cannot get enough of you. You're incredible. I don't know if y'all know, I don't know if y'all know audience, but she got like, much more followers on Instagram than I have on LinkedIn. <laughs> Look, and it is not, you deserve all the flowers and all of the followers. To be honest, I cannot wait to promote this episode and promote you. I want to send everyone your way. Can you please let the followers know anywhere and everywhere they can find you and any projects that you have coming up or any way to connect with you, work with you, please share everything. Of course. So I am on now my husband gonna get on me because he been like Shanae practice on uh-huh. your platform. Okay, so <laughs> I am on YouTube at Recruiter Cousin Consulting. Uh, mm-hmm. Very easy to find uh, on LinkedIn. I am hashtag. You can put in hashtag Recruiter Cousin or you could put in Shanae Urker. My name is spelled C H E N A E. Last name is Urker. E R K E R D. I am the only one in the world that has that name spelled that exact way. <laughs> my, I always say my, my husband gave me a name that can't nobody say. Uh-huh. My mom gave me a name can't nobody spell. So, <laughs> um, so that's how you can find me on LinkedIn. And then on Instagram, you can find me at Recruiter Cousin. On TikTok, you can also find me at Recruiter Cousin. And the projects I'm currently working on, so I, I highly doubt that this episode is going to come out before this, before this event happens, but you can catch it the is. recording. 
Okay, great. this will be out on Monday. Okay, oh, there you go. the latest. Okay, great. <laughs> so you can catch. Okay, so I I recently did um, a pivoter panel of people who have pivoted from one industry to another. Majority of them pivoting into tech out of mm-hmm. some, out of another industry. And so for Black History Month, I did all an all black man panel. The part two of that is the last day of Black History Month is going to be all Black women. And everybody, everybody's going to talk about what they went through and pivoting and some of their triumphs, some of their failures. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. actually have one person who is a current job seeker on the panel so she can talk from a job seeker's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also working on an event with Keisha Martin. It's called be in the room and we are currently working on that being july 29th in charlotte and the goal is to have recruiters and hr personnel and hiring managers in the room to talk to you about the job search the do's and don'ts and to actually have people on site that are Mm -hmm. actually currently actively recruiting for their role so they can get your information so that is something that i'm working on i am currently working on other things that I can't say yet because I don't know if it's going to happen yet <laughs> but I am I'm also going to be speaking at the Nesby conference in Kansas City Missouri um I actually found out like a couple days ago that I'm speaking Congrats. in how do March. you do all this with your full-time job first of all you know it's funny it's <laughs> funny because here's here's what you do I tell my manager everything that I'm doing mm-hmm. she does not have to guess anything that I'm doing because yeah. I am, I'm an open book and I don't want, I don't ever want my leadership to feel like I am hiding something mm-hmm. from some of them. So my manager knows every single thing, everything. I love doing. that. My and, manager yeah. does too. She follows, she's like, can I follow you on Instagram? Go ahead. Cause Go I'm ahead, not going to be any less of me in the <laughs> workplace. Ahead, and I give my, um, my staff that same Liberty. So I love that you shared that. And that's a whole nother conversation that we can have. Yeah. I mean, I share everything with her. And and sometimes when I'm about to go speak somewhere, she'll be like, well, do you need the day off? I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I don't. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I could work from where I am. It's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, But so, so that's how I do it. So Nesby in, in March, um, in March in Kansas city, Missouri, uh, don't remember the dates offhand, but follow me online. I promise I'll give them to you. And then, (laughs) and then I am, currently working on uh, another conference in April in Miami. Uh, wow. So a lot of things that are happening and a lot of people so, ask me like, when do you sleep? Or right. when do you have time to chill? And little, I mean, believe it or not, I'm in the bed every night by between 9.30 and 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Proper time <laughs> management apparently. And did I hear you say that you have a boot camp? No, I don't have a boot camp yet. Oh, okay. But I am working on something around that. Okay. Because I was about to say, everybody go connect with her, enroll, because she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And I also have I also have job seeker templates. And let me real okay. quick explain what those are. So I started to see a lot of posts on LinkedIn about, I've gotten to the interview, I did well, and I didn't get the job. Why? Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. started to kind of respond why you may not have gotten the job through my templates. Okay. And so what I wrote was I wrote a total of 16 templates. I'm actually going to take them up into 19 because I'm going to be a little bit more specific into um, creating templates specific to EdTech, MedTech, and then FinTech. Mm. So 
So I'm going to take them up to 19 with those when I write them. For I now, love I have, that. I have 16. Okay. 16 being everything from the time you apply mm-hmm. to the time until after your day one. And then some sprinkle in between. So I have a DM template on language of how to, how to actually network. I have, once you actually DM, you've been referred by a recruiter. And now you're about to go into a recruiter screen. I have how to prepare for a recruiter screen. From wow. there... I, I, you now prepare for a recruiter screen. The recruiter has sent you over to the hiring manager. And now you're trying to figure out how to prepare for your interview. I I've, I've wrote that preparing for the interview template. Mm-hmm. You've now hit the interview. You get to the interview and you and the interviewing panel asks, do you have any questions? I have a template specifically for that. Certain questions that you can ask that makes you sound like a standout candidate and not a pushover mm-hmm. because there is a difference. And so from there, now that you, you've completed your interview, you don't know if you got the job and you haven't heard anything. I wrote a post-email, post-interview email follow-up template that you can reach back out and say, hey, I'm still, still interested. If you mm-hmm. have any feedback on my interview, I would love it, so on and so forth. If you're granted an, the, an offer, I wrote a salary negotiation template. Certain wow. questions that you can ask mm-hmm. where you can understand what your package is, understand what you're being paid, Promotion tracks, all kind, all things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I've now accepted my offer. I've been working, but now I want a promotion. I wrote an, an immediate promotion template where you mm-hmm. can craft an email to your manager, depending on your relationship with your manager, and you can ask the track of being promoted. And then mm-hmm. miscellaneous templates from layoff candidate template to are you a scammer template because people be scamming and. <laughs> funny it's interesting yes. that people make up jobs um but are you a scammer template questions that you can ask to figure out if somebody is a scammer or if mm-hmm. um quite a, a seasoned candidate template where i asked my mom one day i said mom if you were looking for a job what would you do she said well i wouldn't even know where to start right so my mom is actually of course up in age so i said oh okay so let me write a season canvas template for people who are a little older who mm-hmm. may want to pivot, but they don't know how to. So I wrote that template. And then I wrote miscellaneous templates from pivoting, a pivoter template to resume template, cover letter template. If I said 16, great. If I didn't, I promise <laughs> you'll get them. You thought of anything and everything. And I love that you thought critically of every stage of the process, as well as I get people too. I'm, you know, seasoned in the workforce. I don't know where to start. So That is just incredible. I'm going to send so many people your way because you have everything that they need. You know, Shanae, I feel the passion behind, you know, when I'm speaking to you, I feel the passion behind what you say. And without getting too spiritual, I feel like you have a calling. This is No, we can get spiritual because I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I feel like I could talk to you all day about this. Um, But I just want to make sure that everybody finds you online and connects with you because you absolutely know what you're doing and having that extra layer of, you know, this is this is what you do. This is your gift. I feel like it's it's a special space that you're in. So thank you so much fun. It's so much fun because I don't think people understand like when I'm a recruiter can change your life for the good or the or the worse. And Mm -hmm. I want to do it for the former because Mm -hmm. you never know who's like you're saving you never know when i've had people literally say i have not committed suicide yet because wow so like so when you have that sometimes when you have that power not Mm -hmm. only do you heed to it 
but mm-hmm. make sure that you're doing the work of God. And for those of you who are listening, who mm-hmm. have a different religion, I do apologize, but mm-hmm. I love the Lord. So I genuinely, I have to know and understand that I am being used in a very right. spiritual way. And I, and that is no, no other job worth having than to have that. Mm-hmm. Look, Shanae, I pray over my business all the time that I'm being used, but, uh, all right, we're going to wrap it up here. I absolutely feel honored that you were accepting to my offer to come onto the podcast. I cannot wait to send people your way. And we definitely have to connect again because you're incredible. Um, and there's just so much I can say about you. I feel, I feel the, the passion and the power when you talk. So I appreciate you and, um, I will chat with you soon. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And y'all, please stay encouraged. God bless all of you and have a great rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for today. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you share it with a friend, share it on Instagram and tag me so I can repost you and all of my corporate girls tap back in next week for more of the tools that you need to level up in your career.